How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from the Gaming Observer for Wednesday, December the 16th. I hope you're extremely well. Uh, we do have some video game news to talk about today, and I'm gonna have to start it off with Cyberpunk 2077, because it's just impossible to ignore. I don't want to talk about it every single day, but they're dominating the headlines, and not for good reasons. Let's jump in. So on Monday, they put out a tweet, which has caused some waves, we'll just say. Uh, if you haven't read it, there's like two important takeaways. The first thing is that they end up apologizing for not showing footage of Cyberpunk gameplay on last-gen consoles, at least before the game came out, right? That's something a lot of people have justifiably been upset about. Uh, many reports that the game is just borderline unplayable on the Xbox One and PS4. And of course, reviewers not being able to actually show that before the game came out was a very deceptive move. Especially considering the CEO of the company previously said that it works on old consoles surprisingly well, or surprisingly good. And then at the end of this Twitter message, they end up saying, Hey, if you're not pleased with the game, you don't want to wait for the updates that we're going to put out, then you can opt to refund your copy. And here's what they said, quote, For copies purchased digitally, please use the refund system of PlayStation or Xbox respectively. For box versions, please first try to get a refund at the store where you bought the game. Should this not be possible, please contact us at blank, and we will do our best to help you. End quote. Now, when a statement like that is made, it does seem to indicate that they have some kind of special arrangement uh, with the companies, right? And it has become increasingly apparent that this is not the case. Many, many people are having issues actually refunding the game, so much so that it was brought up at a recent emergency investor call where the company called the situation a big misconception of expectations, uh, basically walking back on a lot of things. And, and even more, in the call, they said that the company is, quote, not encouraging gamers to return the game, end quote, when that is exactly what they did in the tweet. Uh, so this is a complicated mess. I'm sure the developers are doing their best to rectify the situation, but for what may be one of the best-selling launches of all time, this really is a PR nightmare. That being said, you know, if you have the game, I really do hope you're enjoying it. And uh, best of luck to you if you're on an older console. Uh, very quickly, we've got a few things here from the developers of Spelunky 2. So if you are playing on PC, then four-player online co-op is now available. It's been available on the PlayStation for, well, actually, since it launched. And uh, just keep in mind, it is still technically in a public beta, so you have to jump through some hoops to make it work. Check the blog post that they made uh, for any help you might need on that. They also have a number of online features that are planned for the future as well. So they've got crossplay coming between the platforms. That'll come in the first half of 2021. They're also eventually adding a competitive arena mode where you can fight each other. Again, if you're invested in that game, check out the blog post. They get into the nitty gritty. Uh, and the game is also heading to the Nintendo Switch. More on that uh, right now. Nintendo had an Indie World showcase today, which was basically a 15-minute live stream saying, hey, a bunch of indie games are coming to the Switch. So as mentioned, Spelunky 2 is going to be there next summer, as well as the first Spelunky. And then the other big game is Among Us, which is now going to be on the Switch as well, available for five bucks, same as Steam. Uh, and that's a great idea for them, right? Hopefully it's going to bring even more exposure to that game if it needs it. And then otherwise, there was just a whole bunch of games that they went over. Calico, Grindstone, Super Meat Boy Forever, Fist of Fluffs. I thought that was a fun name. Uh, none of them with any set release dates. So they're kind of, they basically said they're coming when they're coming. Okay, so if you didn't know, the PC version of the Xbox Game Pass was set to receive EA's subscription service today, EA Play. 
It's already been available on the console version for a while. This time it was heading to PC. And in a last minute decision, it was actually, it was supposed to come out today. They then pushed it to 2021. Now, obviously this isn't a huge deal. There's still tons of games available on the Game Pass, but they must have hit like a really major unexpected roadblock because the announcement post even said, hey, we sat down to write this blog post today announcing the new feature and instead we're delaying it. So there you go. If you have the Game Pass and you were eagerly anticipating Dragon Age or Mass Effect or anything like that, you're going to have to wait just a little bit longer. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's the full day of news for you. Uh, I think things are, are slowing down a little bit as we get to the holiday season. I guess it's next week now, which is pretty wild to think about. So I'll keep you up to date with everything that happens, but don't be surprised if the shows over the next couple of weeks are a little bit shorter. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Welcome. Uh... I mean, just looking at the news today makes total sense to see Among Us on the Switch, right? I bet they would have loved to have already been there when this whole thing took off. That probably would have been a big deal for them. But I guess better late than never in that case, right? I don't know. I'll be interested to see the legs that this game has because obviously it's done extremely well for itself. And, you know, if the developers are able to take that money and turn it into another game that's also really popular, then that's going to be great for them. But I don't know if a game like Among Us has multi-year popularity. I mean, certainly not at the level that it's at now, but I don't know. I guess there is, right? It's casual enough. The Jackbox Party Packs are able to do it. Yeah, I guess we'll see how it plays out. I'm excited for it anyway. I think it's a great game. Oh, yeah. And the uh, the other thing I was going to talk about at some point was Sea of Thieves, right? I think I, I mentioned it a little bit before uh, on another after show. But I played uh, Sea of Thieves recently. I'm sure I'll talk about it on a weekend show as well in, in more depth once I've put many more hours into it, but my friend and I decided to move on from Halo and Minecraft, which we played hundreds of hours of in our youth, and said, we have the Game Pass, why don't we actually do something with it? Do something uh, something new with it. So we tried Sea of Thieves for the first time, because that was something I really wanted to play. And man, oh man, that game is really good. We uh, played like four or five hours of the game, and it legitimately felt like maybe one or two hours. In fact, Shelby had gone out of the house and she returned to the house right when him and I had started playing the game. And I got so sucked into it that I had forgotten that she was there. And she started talking to me about some of the things that happened early on in the session. And I was like, wait a second, you saw that happen? The time just went, I'm telling you. If you've got a friend and you haven't played Sea of Thieves and you like ridiculous pirates, it really is quite the experience. What I really love about it is they don't hold your hand through anything. Like, I feel like a lot of these games are just like, well, you know, right? Like, you get a quest. That quest is clearly located on a map. You go to the map, you kill the bad guy, and then you return the quest. It has the same basic core gameplay loop, but they make you figure it all out yourself. Sometimes they're like, hey, here's what the island looks like. Go get the, the X marks the spot. And you're like, well, what the heck, which island is this? So you have to go over to your map, and you have to search the entire map in order to find the island that you need to visit. And the only thing that you have to go off of is what the island looks like. They're not telling you where it is. Similarly with the boat, like you don't just press a button and you can dock your boat at a, at a pier or anything like that. If you don't raise your sails at the right time, or if you don't turn your boat early enough in the water, you will crash. It takes a, a huge learning curve to have everybody coordinate to actually get the boat to go where it needs to go. 
And again, there's no hand-holding. You just need to communicate as if you were a pirate on a ship. I have a lot of respect for that concept. It has been just an absolute blast. I think without those incentives or, or you know, things where they're not holding your hand, I wouldn't have had as fun of a time. Well, anyway, I'm recording this after show right before a Sea of Thieves session, so I'm going to go do that now. Thank you so much for joining me, folks. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, stay well.